Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast on Fansided. And you can catch most of our words uh, that are written down rightfully at uh, 12thmanrising.com. That's a, a joke on a tweet we got yesterday. We might get into it. I'm Lee, and with me is Todd. Todd, how are you this fine French Open day opening French Open thing? There. No right. That's a good show, no, right? I have no right to be here. That's right. None of us do, according to the southern states. So That's true. That's true. French, French Open. We have a bunch of stuff we're talking about today. Seahawks, of course, because this is a Seahawks podcast. But got a labor government in Australia. Got the French Open happening. Uh, something happened in Taiwan. I don't know what. We'll probably make it up. I literally don't know. I just that was the only thing that came to my mind. Anyway, how are you? How's it going? Is that uh, hot? It's hot it's in South Florida right now. It's monsoon season. Uh, not at the moment. Is it because it's too early in the day or because you have uh, – let's talk about the weather. People love that. Well, because I'm inside. A, a front coming in? I'm inside. So people's liberation front, yes. I, they, they are in the backyard and they are attempting to come in. And I'm, I'm putting up a little placard that says, please, no solicitation. And they're just kind of shaking their head and they turned around and they left. So everything's good. People's front of Judea. I believe you, you had that wrong. <laughs> what it is oh look there's brian um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes it's relatively warm although it's not as relatively warm as it has been in other places like my niece i think it was wednesday night oh that's one of my nieces one of my nieces one of my nieces (laughs) the weather (laughs) actually they're all anyway um it was 82 i think was the perspective high in her little nook of Colorado, and they had winter storm warnings for that night. <laughs> it's like up to it's four inches like of snow. I was like, yeah, it's like that's perfect. It's like, oh, let's go sunbathe, and then we can go skiing tomorrow morning. It'll be that's so fun. Funny. Like, what the hell? Where uh, is it? I guess they welcome, live in the Rockies, but where is Welcome it? to North America. I th- Colorado Springs. Is a oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, is there somebody Air Force? I'm assuming? No? Nope. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Just living and chilling like speaking. Speaking of the Air Force, uh, are you super excited about Maverick coming out next weekend? By the time we do this uh, show next Sunday, because we always do it on Sundays. So whatever day you're listening to this, it is Sunday, even if it's a Tuesday for you. So I'll probably have seen it by then. But are you going to see it? so excited about Top Gun Maverick that I actually remember that it's Navy pilots, not Air Force. Uh, I don't 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't know. I, I don't know anything I about guess. the military. It could have I been. Guess. I guess. Could have been Mounties. Now when you. There you yeah, go again. Yeah, I know. They're not part There of you go again. There you go again. I was trying to take it off the rails. I was trying to make it something perverted. Pro, that, pro know, Canada. That, that uh, fan sided won't let us go with. Um, Mounties. He said Mounties. Uh when you saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, since we're not going to talk about Seahawks yet, why should we? Because it's the Seahawks show, right? It's me. Did you also see <laughs> – that's true. Did you also see the extended clip of Top Gun Maverick that I saw when I went to see the film? I, I, said, what I Yeah, what I saw, it wasn't an extended clip of the film. It was like there was a little bit of footage of the film, but there was a lot of like people talking about the film. Oh, that's weird. Did you see the same thing? So you saw something different. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was like literally a seven-minute clip of of the just not a super. I don't think it was a super cut because it felt like okay, this is taken right from the film. Super cuts. Yeah, it was. It was. uh, It was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. It was a great clip. And Tom Foolery, and they were just sitting there, and they're all getting their haircut. It was kind of weird. That's right. Cat Williams is doing the haircutting. It was really confusing. Oh my god. um, Great Saturday Night Live skit, especially if Cat Williams is in there. Uh, yeah. Although not, I, you told me you told me about the uh, that that extended clip for or yeah, great yeah. clip, whatever it was, before I went to see it, and then I saw I saw Doctor and Strange, it, and that was and happening. And it wasn't and was, there. No, I was, well, actually, I thought is that what he was talking about? Because that's not that's not an extended, and, but I knew it wasn't. So I yeah, I just assumed you'd seen something different because yeah, it's what, just a dogfight sequence. And it's six or seven minutes long. And then there's they dogs, show the There's dogs in the movie? Dog fight? It's, Michael well, Vick's in this film? Vick does want to come back. And, you know, that's... Does. Yeah, it's like I said, it's not dog killing season yet. So I don't know why he wants to come back. Do you see where he is coming to back? Be he clear, to, to, come back? to be clear, it never is dog killing season. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Which is... Uh, uh, I mean, we should write an article about that on 12thmenrising.com, right? Because it's like, hey, there's nothing else really to talk about. It's May. There's oh, OTAs there's no, starting tomorrow. Clearly, yeah. clearly the Seahawks don't have anybody in the quarterback room, according to what a lot of people feel. It's like, oh my God, they got to get somebody. It's like, you know, this. How many games did they lose with Russell Wilson, healthy, last season? It's like this team is not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, you're wrong. If Russell See, Wilson had stayed. You're wrong there. You're wrong. and the reason you're wrong is because how many games have they lost with Michael Vick being the quarterback of the Seahawks? Zero. Zero. That's true. I am rightly wrong or wrongly right. <laughs> I don't know. Wrongly right. By the way, I know you're not drinking a, a delightful beverage because I am actually I'm drinking really? a uh, Kentucky uh, Kentucky Brewing. Uh, pe- I'm not making this up. Peanut butter stout, which I saw yesterday. Well, my friend, I am reading reading. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great for the well, podcast. Because, because, I, because not I'm read reading the, the label. I'm reading the label and the label tells me to say Duclaw Brewing Company, sweet baby chai, chocolate peanut butter, chai tea butter. So and that's, we didn't we didn't that's plan way this. too much that's a way too much stuff going on. It's got Chocolate, peanut butter, and chai. I'm like, what the hell? Which, which is why I bought it because it's like there's way too much crap going on in here. Introducing the enticing encore. I'm reading again to our sacred smash hit. Oh, I didn't realize that. Apparently, they had had a previous beverage from Duke Club Brewing, which is part of some sacrament for some 
religion, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> steeped steadily with masala chai tea, full body brew is aromatic blend of savory chai spices, divine dark chocolate, and smooth peanut butter. Hopefully, it's not Jif, which a lot of it's been mm. called for. Uh, yeah. Listeria. Yeah. So if I die before the podcast is over, you'll know it was possibly, possibly the peanut butter in this delightful beverage. But I'm sure that wouldn't be the reason. Actually, that's I should because that came out of the Lexington, Kentucky uh, uh, factory, whatever you call those things that make peanut butter. And this is Kentucky Brewing. I wonder where they get their peanut butter from. Now I'm You're worried. Die. You I, die. I do have I do have a large jar of because I'm a peanut butter Mr. addict. Donald? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you need to finish that because it sounded, sounded it sounded like you were going to say something else. I do have a large jar of yeah. have <laughs> You know, <laughs> Mitch produces a lot of product is what I'm saying. <laughs> ah, anyway. ah, no more podcasts for this group. <laughs> but like, I, uh, I'm going to have to call Carson and get a couple other guys next Carson week. Wentz? Carson um, Wentz? He's not doing anything, clearly. Yeah. But no, I've got a big jar of of GIF or GIF or whatever you can call it nowadays. Um, <laughs> the hieroglyphic it's peanut butter. GIF. It's a, it's a hard J. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. But, uh, but I've had it now. for a couple of months and and I've eaten most of it, so I figured if I was going to have an adverse effect, I would have already had. I like how I'm talking about the beer and then you're talking about what kind of beer you have. And they're basically the same. And I say, oh, it's, we didn't plan this. And clearly from people who ever listen to this podcast, no, we don't plan any of this because we it's make no clear. sense. Yeah. It's it's surprising we even get on the podcast at the same time. It's so unplanned. Well, sometimes we don't. Uh, so Michael Vick is not uh, is not coming to Seattle, nor do I. I'm assuming he doesn't drink peanut butter stout. Maybe he does. But uh, he would but not Baker, kill dogs if he did. That's for sure. Because you know, you drink well, Henry, he does Like you feel very. That's right. Because he doesn't kill dogs anymore. Because uh, I believe he belongs to Peta, uh, and by that I mean Peta Pan peanut butter. So that was that. That was horrible. <laughs> was, well, compared to the, the rest of the podcast so far, it was actually really good. That's probably the highlight That's so true. far. As, uh, that should be our show. Um, but uh, but Baker Close Mayfield, peanut butter, peanut butter. yes, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to talk about Drew Brees, another guy who's not that fast here. anymore. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield, um, uh, still there's still talk about him coming to Seattle, which again we've we've talked about several times because again it's May, and and it makes more <laughs> sense for him to come to Seattle to me. I don't have anything against Baker Mayfield. He he gives the team a better chance to win, as we talked about. To me, does right. than than Drew Locke or Geno Smith, or as we talked about before the podcast, Geno Locke or Drew Smith. Yeah, um, I think I think Geno Locke better. Yeah, but nah, you know, nah, and and, and we want every it the flows Seahawks, like peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Um, we want uh, the Seahawks to win every game. Clearly, as I tweeted out yesterday, and someone seemed to take offense to that by saying that would never happen. And, and I was, I almost wanted to respond by saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't say they were going to win every game. I said, I wanted them to win every game. Is he saying that I don't want them to win anyway? Yeah, that will never happen. You will never want (laughs) them to win every game. Um, You were wrong about your own thoughts. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, I'm starting to believe, but uh, so, (laughs) Anyway, Baker Mayfield, if he comes to Seattle, I think maybe they can win, you know, one or two, three more games than they would with uh, Geno Locke or Drew Smith. And, you know, the, the, it comes down to basically I want them to win every game, but is it 
is it better if they won two or three more games this year? Only hurts their draft stock, right? And exactly. That's the whole problem with all this crap about whoever the flavor of the minute is. It's like, oh, let's bring this guy in because he's going to hurt them this year. It's like, unless he's a really young quarterback, and I know Mayfield is young, but the problem is if he has, and this is like the 18th time I've said it on the podcast, I think, the problem is if he has a really great year, He's getting a new contract. He's getting a really big new contract, and that's going to be a big chunk of their money, which is exactly why Russell Wilson has an address in Denver now instead of Seattle because they didn't want to commit a huge – Well, it's Colorado Springs. That's close enough. It's snowing on him anyway, and he deserves it. Um, You know, it's It's just – Avalanche. By the way, they won. They're up 2-1. All of these things talking about, oh, they need this quarterback. They need, they're need. they looking at this year as if this is it. This is the last year of the NFL. Oh, my God, if they don't win this year, it's over. It's like you guys do understand there's a 2024 coming, right? And a 2025. And it's like, to me, it's like they, they want the Seahawks to operate as if they're the Browns or the Lions or the Jaguars. You know, it's like, oh, let's, let's make sure we win this year without – any thought whatsoever to what the hell is going to happen in the next season and the season after that. Like, clearly, they are planning. Now, whether it's going to work or not, that's entirely up to chance and just how well their plan works out, right? But they're planning for success for the next decade, not, oh, my God, we got to win this year. Because bringing, bringing in whoever the guy is, whether it's Drew Brees off this pickleball court or whatever the hell, and he has a great year. It's like, what does that do for you in the next season? It doesn't do a damn thing because Drew Locke is not going to develop, you know, being third on the bench. No. And and like you said, now your draft pick, which maybe would be a top ten. Not that we want the Seahawks to lose enough games to be in the top ten, but. If it happens, it happens. That improves their draft stock. And I'm not suggesting they should tank. Absolutely not. And there's no way in hell they're going to do that. But if they improve by a couple games, that's the difference between getting – that's a really strong shot at changing them from getting their first pick at quarterback to taking their third or fourth pick at quarterback. Like, do you really want to do that to win two more games? What difference does it make? At least next year's draft classes loaded with quarterbacks. Right. It, it, just, it makes no sense. It's like, oh my God, we could be ten and seven this year instead of eight and nine. It's like and be one and done cares? in the playoffs. Yeah, who yeah. freaking cares? It's like you're not going to the Super Bowl this year, no matter who the hell the quarterback is. So Jesus, just give the guy a chance, meaning Geno Smith, and see what he can do. And who knows? Maybe like you wrote in your article, you know, because Drew Locke basically. Denver's offensive system is, has, has been utter trash the whole time he was there. Yeah. Obviously. So now he actually gets with a good offensive coordinator, and, you know, it, we, it appears to be, we hope, right? And Based on the last half of last year. And if he plays a great season, yeah. that's a hell of a lot more productive for us than to bring in Mayfield or anybody else. And then have to pay them a huge amount of money. Like that's that's yeah, potentially. absolutely insane. Absolutely. The, the, yeah, and if, the flip and if on Mayfield, that though, the flip, flip on that, that is that is, if you bring Mayfield in for he's on one year left on on his current contract, right? If he comes in, he doesn't do much, then he, he's not going to be owed all that money. But 
I think what people aren't seeing, I know you are, but what other people aren't seeing is how many of, even if you bring Mayfield in, of the quarterbacks on the roster, including Mayfield, how many of them are signed past this year? None. None of them are. Right. So something's going to change one way or either Drew Locke, like you pointed out, is going to be fantastic. It's not going to be Geno Smith. He's a backup and he's older. He's not going to be the long-term quarterback, hopefully. And unless he just has a great season, even if he had a great season, I still don't think he should be the long-term quarterback. He's never proven it except for one year. Exactly. If he has a great, agreed. If he has a great season, he's still not the long-term answer just because he's in football years too old. He's not going to be there five or six years from now. That's what they're looking at. They don't, they don't, it's not that they don't care about this year. They do. And I, it's absolutely clear, you know, from their language is like they're not they're not saying rebuild at all. Right. Uh, for no, a reason. They, and they would and never. A, Pete Carroll would never say that anyway. No, absolutely. They want to get to the playoffs and do the best they can this year. And is it possible, despite what one guy tweeted is like, yeah, it is possible. Is Gino it likely? Smith. No. Gino Smith. My God, Gino. Just change your last name to Locke, and then we don't have to worry about this, right? <laughs> but it's not about this season. That's I just don't get why people can't see that. You know, if if Locke has a great year, they're still going to draft a quarterback in the first round. They'd be silly not to because that would be one year that Locke did it. He's got to prove that he's able to do it. Plus, despite the fact that – like Pete Carroll said, he would have been the first quarterback taken in this year's draft, and absolutely he would have been. I mean, there's no comparison to what this guy did in college compared to what these this current crop did, right? Right. But he's older. It's like you're losing three – at that point, you would be losing four years. It's like why would you do that? Of course right. they're still going to sign a quarterback. And Because – well, what, what happens is always compete. Yeah, and Drew Locke, he could be – if he's good this year, he – could be Ryan Tannehill, right? Tannehill was good for a year, and then he's really not that good. So you're stuck with a maybe somewhat better than mediocre quarterback, and you can't win a Super Bowl that way. Exactly. So either way, they need to, like you said, they need to draft a quarterback in next year's draft. There's going to be a, an abundance of them. I mean, there's probably, no joke aside, there's probably four or five guys in next year's quarterback class who would have been number one, uh, you know, the first quarterback taken in this year's draft it's just it's night yeah. and day um and, and that, that said everybody's gonna make the hall of fame who was drafted in this year <laughs> yeah depending on how the seasons play out i mean there are three or four guys or four or five depending right that could be the number one pick legit not yeah. the number one quarterback but the number one pick overall that's a far far cry from this year from this year's draft and and no knock on this year's draft is like couple of those guys may make the hall of fame absolutely it's like we all know about tom brady right it's like well, you know the new fox uh color commentator it's like, you never know when the talent's going to come from i mean that's why it's a crapshoot but again it's better to have more rolls of the dice and be able to roll them before someone else says which is the whole point of having the high draft picks so yeah there's regardless of what happens this season regardless of who Looks terrific, and I'm not saying as I go, just let him go. But let's say Drew Locke has a fantastic season, which would be awesome for the Seahawks, right? He's going to want a lot of money. He's not going to get a huge amount of money because he hasn't. He would have proven it for one year. Whereas Baker Mayfield, if he bounces back wherever the hell he is, and at this point, 
I, maybe we'll find out this week. It's like maybe the Browns hang on to Baker Mayfield because maybe they're going to need him for six games or eight games. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Which turns out is like they may actually have been smart not trading him away all this time. As, because as of the, well, but they they didn't just they brought in Joshua Dobbs. They brought in somebody else. I mean, that's right. not right. So it's not Mayfield's Mayfield's not playing this year. Right. For the Browns. Um, he may play for the Panthers. He may play for Seattle, but there's, I can't see him. Even he would probably just sit out. I mean, it's not the right yeah. moral thing to do, but it's the right thing for him to do probably because they've already said what they're going to do. They're going to, they trade for Deshaun Watson. I'll be, I'll be shocked if, is that, you think they're actually going to make the NFL, it's going to make a decision to suspend Deshaun Watson this? I haven't heard anything. Maybe I've missed it. But is there a chance they they rule this week on what they're going to do with Watson, if anything? Oh, I don't know about this week at all. But and okay. odds are, I mean, because they had the meeting, and who knows how long it's going to take him. But as we've seen, three years. <laughs> yeah, as we've seen for what they've done to former Seahawks, it's like with you know basically just allegations, not nearly as strong as the. Feels like there's thousands of allegations against Watson. It's like I would be. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL doesn't do anything to him. Because the thing is, he's a star. He's a a quarterback. And they they treat stars so much differently than they do, oh, I don't know, some guy who plays on the defensive line. So, yeah, I would be – Yeah. He's a quarterback. It would be amazing to see what happens. If I mean, it would be amazing to see if they hand down – what does he deserve? He probably, allegedly, deserves jail time. Like, why are we talking about suspensions, you know? But just from the black eye, just from the public relations, which the NFL seems to be uh, very cognizant of that, unless your name is Ben LaRoffelsberger or something like that, right? Yeah, he should be suspended. But when they actually do it, would it be fair to the Browns to hand that down as soon as possible? Yeah, it would be. But I think think they'll suspend him after he retires. Probably. Probably is what what they'll do. That's how long it's going to take anyway. NFL is such a crappy organization in so many ways. They do know how to make money. They can print money all day long and all night. And that's all they care about. That's all they care. They care about the money. That's all they care about. Yes. Sounds like there's a cat behind you. He he agrees. (laughs) Um, Damn right. That's all they care about. Newfield should be coming to Carolina because I'm a cat. Um. Panthers or cats for those. Thank you. Yes. So, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he was disagreeing. Maybe he doesn't want uh, Mayfield. He thinks they should go with Matt Corral or whoever they draft. I think it was Corral. One of the quarterbacks that got taken in the third round. Thousands of quarterbacks. <laughs> some guy. They drafted some guy. But one one quarterback who should not be coming to Seattle, and I think we were talking about this pre-pro, Ted, um, is Drew Brees and how he put out a, a funny little tweet that a lot of people took seriously because again, it's May. And he's a quarterback, and he was successful, and he's a future Hall of Famer. But he he didn't want to do he didn't want to do football broadcasting anymore. Um, and uh, uh, Patrick Dan Patrick said it was probably because he just found out that it wasn't any fun. Dan Patrick was like, "It's not any fun." So he did it for a year, and now he's decided mutually to to move on with uh, NBC. I think he was with NBC, right? And they've decided yeah. to. To part ways. So then Drew Brees put out a tweet saying, yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do next. Basically, I, I could um, play NFL. I could play pickleball. Um, 
He says pickleball or, or lots of other things. And then people are, Oh, maybe he's coming back to the NFL. Well, he didn't play last year. So he, and he's 43 years old. He bang, he was banged up the last couple of years. He played the offense was good because of the offensive system. Um, he's still smart. He's still good. He would still be better than any quarterback Seattle would have on the roster, but true, true, two things. True. Um, Seattle doesn't need him to come to Seattle. Cause again, they need a long-term fix and he's not it. Right. Unless he wants to play until he's 55, which isn't going to happen. He's already retired. Second thing is Drew Brees isn't going to want to come to Seattle, right? Because it's like, why would he, why would he go leave a dome and go to a place where it's, uh, you know, fairly misty a lot. It's cold. He's having to play on a team that, you know, they've got great receivers and they could have good running back, but it's really a team rebuilding. And even with Drew Brees, they're going to be still in the midst of rebuilding. I so have I two don't, words. St. Louis Browns. No. Well, I guess that's three words. Pickleball. Pickleball scene in Seattle is lit. That is exactly According what According to would. his tweet, pickleball is one word. <laughs> pickleball lit. Okay, there's my two words. Yeah, absolutely. That's It's insane that people took this seriously. It's like, oh, he's really thinking about coming back. It's like, did you not notice he said pickleball? Like, oh, my God. And maybe, maybe he's he is serious gonna, about pickleball. Yeah, maybe he, he might be serious is. about pickleball, but I don't think he's serious about coming back. It's like, it's just so insane. It's so insane. It's the speculation about everything. I, but I want to bring back, go back to the main, the main point that I got from this. It's like you literally said pre-pro, and then you said Ted. You didn't say hi, Ted. You didn't greet Ted. That makes me very sad. I don't. I don't anyway. Ted and I work on a different plane than than you and Ted. Because um, you have to, you have to say hi. When I say Ted, it's an it, a different the high plane. Is, is inverted. A different plane. Are you different are you plane. referring? You referring to like an an aerial uh, transport? Top Gun Maverick. Device? There you go. It all it all comes full circle. And it's too soon for that, so we'll have to revisit it later. For some yeah. reason, just sorry to interrupt, but some reason with the pickleball thing, I'm just imagining Michael Vick <laughs> and Drew Brees playing pickleball, and, and Brees is you know playing Michael Vick, and he's just got to be thinking, God, that guy covers a lot of the court. It's just crazy. And for people who don't know what pickleball is, he would he would think it's, so. Uh, it's where you have a pickle, and it's no, I don't. It's half tennis is what it is. It's half tennis. All I'm getting is bread and butter over here. <laughs> that made me think of Stella. I don't know why. Stella. Um, Stella. Actually, oh, wait, Tennessee exactly, Williams? I know exactly. Tennessee Tuxedo. I know exactly why. Um, that's a different podcast, which no one will ever hear. What's the Tennessee Tuxedo podcast? <laughs> no, bread and butter and Stella. Um, actually, that would be a really good podcast. Stella brings the bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know who brings the bread and butter? Her milkshake brings all the boys to the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, her bread and butter brings all the boys. To, that's, that's silly. The boys are going for bread and butter. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> never, never mind. I can't. I can't say half the things. I can't say three quarters of things I'm thinking of. Um, I can't even say the thing I am thinking of. Wow, this is really quality beer. Um, well, I thought you were going to say quality podcast, and I was about to say no. You've had way too much beer. Too much <laughs> peanut to butter. Call, or, or back to the Seahawks. Yes, DK, DK Metcalf. He brings the bread and butter. Who who does bring the <laughs> who does bring the bread and butter though? That's a, that's actually an interesting concept because the bread and butter is what you 
Do you need do you need that consistency to count on? To me, Tyler Lockett would be more of the bread and butter. Yes, right? I, I know it's totally the bread and butter. Yeah, DK Metcalf is like the the, the jelly, right? But he it's like no. Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is the butter that you put on the bread before you toast it, and DK is the butter you put on after. He's the blueberry steps. jam because he, he colors his hair blue a lot. I mean, well, you, you gotta does. have the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, you got to have the bread, obviously. But I, I really feel like if you and I can't remember if we talked about this pre-pro as well. Hi, Ted. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you if you're coming down, who the down, hell is Ted? Who the hell is Ted? Um, Theodore Homer Hicks. But if you uh, if you have to have that one catch in the fourth quarter, yes, and it's between Lockett or Metcalf. I think we're still both going towards Lockett, right? Because he's like Doug, Doug Baldwin. He's literally going to catch everything that's thrown to him. No, I'm going with Travis Homer. Um, yeah, I thought I'm you were going to say Travis Tritt for some reason. I was like, I don't know. Travis Tritt. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Did you career. see the thing in Kansas with the Johnny Cash uh, water tower? <laughs> yes, I did. Well, it was Travis. It made sense. Travis Tritt's country Oddly singer. Enough, I, I don't know anything I, about I, I did country. see the thing about the Johnny Cash water tower in Kansas. I don't know why we both saw that. It's like we both are having peanut butter porter. Um, see, things things are strange. Johnny Cash yeah. peed into my peanut butter porter. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you today? Um, that's the same it's thing May. every Sunday. Yeah, it's May. It's May. That's what's wrong with you. Hi, Ted. Uh, we should just talk to Ted for the rest of the hour. Um, although Ted, that would be awesome. Ted doesn't write anymore. Ted actually, he does. He just yeah. We can't us. have Ted because he brings too much bread and butter to the show. It makes more he sense. Does. Ted would bring the bread and butter. We would bring like the crumbs. That's right. The crumbs. The crumbs. Not a film. That's sure. got uh, John Candy, the crumbs. Sure. What am I thinking sure. of? The crumps. I don't know. The crumps. Yeah, that's it. The crumps with a K. Yeah. Tim oh, Allen. No, I don't know. No. Who? Blah blah. Crumb. That guy. Harry Crumb. Who shot Harry Crumb? Who is Harry Crumb? It's some damn John Candy film. God rest your soul, John Candy. You should have had less bread and butter. Joe Montana. Joe Montana was the bread and the butter. Sadly. Well, I mean, you saw you know in the Super Bowl where he sees John Candy, and it's still one of my favorite. Moments from a football game is that how they talk about how Joe Montana <laughs> the final drive against the Bengals in the Super Bowl sees John Candy right in the in the stands and Randy Cross is like we're all stressed and Joe Montana's like oh it's Randy or uh, John Candy and we were like oh I guess we're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah that's pretty pretty damn calm what was the thing too about him uh, calling his wife on the sidelines Joe Montana or Randy Cross. Joe Montana, that he was calling his wife from the sidelines. It's like, yeah, this is just, I can't believe that you didn't see this too, because we've seen the same things all the time. But as he's talking about during the game, and it was, I think it was actually during one of this, one of the 18 Super Bowls that he played in, seems like, that he called his wife and she goes, where are you? He's like, aren't you at the game? He says, yeah, I'm on the sidelines. It's like, because yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I wonder if I can get an outside line on this phone. It's like, sure enough, because we hit nine, because that's what you typically do to get an outside line. It's like, hey, there's that's an outside line. So he called his wife during the game. <laughs> hey, honey, how are you doing? <laughs> that's some, that's some, uh, that's some Johnny Depp, Ellen Burson stuff right there. You know, you just don't oh, trust. Oh, my God. 
That's so sad. That's so sad. Seems like she's one of her characters with that comment. But, you know, it's like if that's what happened, then she has to say that. So she yeah, didn't have that's to. That's true. But, but the, the thing is, even her saying that, and if people are just tuning in, you didn't miss time. We literally have been just James Joyceing this whole thing. But Always. the thing about even her comment, maybe he was controlling. Maybe he did. But that doesn't mean he physically assaulted somebody. Right. No. There's there's a there is a large thick line, not a not a fine line between those two. And yeah, there's a huge difference between that. So it, and it's up to the jury to decide. Is that relevant? And who knows if what they'll figure out. Juries are crazy. How long did they, they date? People, How long ago did they date anyway? There's uh, a big age eight, difference there, isn't there? Eighteen forty three, I think, is when they were dating. Probably. It's when uh, Johnny Depp still lived in Owensville. (laughs) That was a a while ago. (laughs) That was just before 28th Street. (laughs) That's right. That's right. What was the the other guy's name on on 21 Jump Street? Uh, Richard Graco? I believe you're right. I believe that's that. He was on on an episode of It's Always Sunny. (laughs) At this point, I think everybody but you and I have been on... It's always sunny. I know. I've I've watched every episode and all the outtakes, and I feel offended that I haven't been asked. I mean, if they listen to this podcast, they clearly know how great we are, right? Well, it would fit in with the show, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, we're not yelling, but yeah, it would. That's true. We could start. We could start yelling, except you don't like yelling. You're not a fan of yelling. Yelling? Yeah. You like yelling. It's because I'm so soft-spoken. Even when I yell, people think I'm just talking at a normal level. So even let's when hear, I yell, it's very. Let's hear you, let's hear you yell. Oh, there it was. Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Wookiee being born. <laughs> well, I'm pretty hairy. So. That's that's true. That is true. Pretty hairy. Not like Mitch, smooth. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if we're gonna do the manscape thing. Which, which, which Mitch? Which Mitch? Which Mitch? McConnell. Oh, that Mitch. I was going to say which Mitch, and then I was going to add another rhyming word, but Mitch I can't Ryder. say that word. I don't know. Yeah, and the Detroit Wheels. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's yep. one of the wheels. Red Wings. Oh, hockey. Yeah. Hockey. So, yeah. Pistons. Wheels. Hockey. Pistons. Anyway, I didn't see Downton Abbey this weekend. Um, but I'm hopefully shocked. Soon. I know. I'm shocked. I know. I didn't it's, either. I, I definitely will see it in the theater. Um of course you will. Hugh Bonneville looks. I don't know if you. I know you ripped. haven't seen the show, but he looks. No, ripped. he looks. He looks um frail in the trailer oh, compared okay. to how. He, I mean, it doesn't look healthy. I was thinking he would be the new Wolverine. He's just ripped. He, well, I mean, yeah. He's he's like Logan, so he died. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the old, oh, the old man Logan version. <laughs> So uh, anyway, no, but yeah, we'll see uh, Top Gun Maverick, and then there's a whole bunch of sh- like Shorzy comes on. If people don't know what that is, uh, watch Letter Kenny, and then you'll know. Um, and then uh, Stranger Things season four, also on the twenty seventh. Season four. Season four. There is a special on George Carlin on HBO Max yeah. right now. Yeah, heard a little bit of it on NPR. Sounded fantastic, but I haven't seen it. Have Do you? people read? Um, that's what NPR stands for. I've seen the first step. The first, it's a two-parter. It's really, really good. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. And has it's a really good mix. There's a really good balance of clips from his routines and then people 
talking about George Carlin and a lot of just interviews with George Carlin from the past, obviously, because he ain't around anymore. So it'd be weird if they could interview him now. Uh, but, but I bet yeah, I bet he'd really, try really good. anyway. Oh, he would definitely And he still sounds smarter just, than most of us. Just to piss off the establishment. That's the That's only right. reason he would do it. It's, a, it's really interesting just watching the career arc here. And the first half covers... Sorry to interrupt. For some reason, we were talking about that, and I can just imagine George Carlin rolling ro- away the stone on the third day and being like, hey. <laughs> yes, from the inside. Um, yeah, it... It goes basically almost from birth all the way up to the point where his career appeared to be over because he was – who was it? Oh, Tommy – pretty sure it was Tommy Chong, not Cheech Marin. But at that point, they had surpassed him in popularity. We're talking about the 70s, and I believe it was Chong wrote that George Carlin is – they're talking about the 70s are over and different things that are gone. It's like disco is gone, blah, 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 and George Carlin is obsolete. Like – and wow. Carlin, Carlin read that and took offense to it, but in the right way. As like, okay, I'm going to prove all you sons of bitches are wrong. Oh, and like a motivating factor. Exactly. He he reinvented himself again because he did that constantly. You know, because he started out as this straight laced guy in the suit and doing jokes on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and doing, and then he moved on to like the kind of hippy dippy weatherman thing with the hippy dippy weatherman. <laughs> Really fun, but he kept on going more political and more political and talking about just <laughs> one, of the <clears throat> woo, one of the shocking, surprising, interesting things is when he moved to more political comedy. This is way back in the 70s, <clears throat> and he moved away from what's typically thought of as comedy with air quotes that you can't see. He, he was bombing. Uh, he, because he said a word that you can't say on television, they show that whole routine, which is brilliant, of course. But he said one of those particular words at his nightclub act. He was getting twelve thousand five hundred dollars a week. This is in the early seventies in Vegas. Yeah, that's a load of cash, and they yeah. canceled his contract because he said that. So then he starts playing little club, little clubs and coffee houses. There weren't even any comedy clubs back then. That's how. That's what we do in this podcast. Play pretty, much, coffee, pretty much. Coffee houses. Had, Nobody's there. They're closed. Had, it's the middle of the day. Night. <laughs> Sorry. In one show where like it just bombed. It was terrible. And he said the second show was great. They really got it. And there were 14 people in the crowd. That's where his career was at one point. And he just kept reinventing himself. And and you know, I should rephrase that he kept on moving more towards who he really was at his core and letting people see who he really was because that's really what he was doing that's what he says in that but it's awesome if you if you like comedy or creativity <laughs> you're not listening to our show but <laughs> if somehow you stumble across this well no no if you definitely if need you're to watch that good creativity we yes. we might bring the bread and butter creativity but that doesn't mean it's good Carlin is absolutely, absolutely a, a genius. It's like, and I had forgotten this. He was on Jeff Carlin. No. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, no, no offense, dude, but uh, to Jeff Carlin. But I had forgotten that he was on The Craft, Summer Variety Hour, whatever the hell, hosted by John Davidson, which was like as awful as oh you would gosh. think. Yeah, but I forgot that he was a regular on that show. But the main thing I forgot is that Richard Pryor was the other comic on that show. Like, holy crap. Two of, I mean, to me, absolutely the two pinnacles of comedy. 
those two guys, Richard Pryor and George Carlin. I mean, they're just both amazing. And they were both on this horrific summer replacement variety shows. Like, holy crap. That's funny. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like Actually, the show of shows, right? Where you've got like uh, <laughs> yeah. all these incredible writers and people are like, oh, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Um, we did watch. Um, I don't know if you know who this very conservative uh, comedian is who doesn't like to push buttons or anything. Jimmy Carr. But we did watch. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We did watch uh, he, Jimmy Carr. He's very huh? He's very hesitant to uh, ruffle any feathers. Yeah, he doesn't want to upset anybody. Um, I think literally every he's, joke he's the, is meant to upset the, someone. He's the feather whisperer. He 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 brooks. He stirs no controversy. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, it's funny because it's like we're watching. Uh, we watched we watched it on uh, Friday, and by we I mean George Carlin and I. Um, yeah. And and I. I thought it was funny, but it, it's kind of like if you if you don't know what he's trying to do, which is the same thing with Carlin and Pryor, right? If you don't, especially Richard Pryor, the older he gets, if you don't know what he's trying yeah. to do, you're thinking this guy's not funny. But if right. you if you realize, you, oh, this is what he's trying to do, then it's like you find the humor in it, which is the fact that that's the whole point, right? You kind of right. find the humor in that and what he's trying to do, which is which is be ironic 100 percent of the time. Right. Basically. Um, and, and with Richard Pryor, you know, he would tell stories and they would be and great comedians do that. Right? A lot of them become if they're not observers like Jerry Seinfeld, who is so funny. But right. if if they're just storytellers, uh, unless they're Stephen Wright, <laughs> but <laughs> which is, he's his own niche. Right. Um, but but if you're a storyteller, kind of like Carlin and, and Pryor were, you start to think, oh, they're not funny, but they're the funny. They're so funny. Because of how they can develop and develop the story. And it just is like amazing to listen to and yep. watch. Exactly. And there, there's so many funny, funny slash interesting stories that Carlin talks about in obviously previous interviews, talks about interacting with Lenny Bruce, uh, that he was he was in the audience one night when one of the multiple times that Lenny Bruce got arrested for obscenity and – there, there are mentions of there, – there was a brief clip with Seinfeld about talking about Carlin, uh, Stephen Wright talking about Carlin. So you have all these uh, basically giants of comedy talking about not so much what Carlin meant to them, but it's more about what he did with the, the craft and how he advanced it. It's really, really good. Yes, I mean like I said, if you care anything about comedy, if comedy is interesting to you or if you just want to let, so watch something and laugh your ass off. Although George Carlin would have said something else, yeah, definitely <laughs> want to watch it. And it is two parts; they're both about two hours long. So you got to invest a little bit of time, but it's time well yeah. spent, and you will get your money's worth, just like you do with us, because this is free. That's right. And again, it's May. And this brings us back to the point about the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks. Yeah, this is a and Seahawks you can again. Yeah, you can listen, read our stuff, twelfthmanrising.com, and listen to this podcast and stuff like that. But basically, the whole point we've tried to make this whole podcast is. George Carlin, Richard Pryor, you got Drew Locke, and you got Gina Smith. There you go. I don't know how you guys live with yourselves. One day at a time. One day, One at, day a time. at a time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.